anymore. This is not a solid team anymore. All right. Get ready. It'll be loud here. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And welcome aboard to the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, And it's Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And good morning to everybody who's listening to this in the morning uh, and uh, enjoying a cup of coffee and some breakfast. Wish I were there with you right now, but we're recording. Yes, and we're recording and it's late because we do this. For transparency's sake, we do this after we get back and, you know, get everything ready on Friday night. So Fridays are a late night for us, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and it's uh, already been kind of a crazy weekend, and it's not over yet. And maybe the best game of the weekend still has to be played at the time of recording. Yeah, I mean, Saturday night, uh, Croslax goes over to North Branch. That's going to be a fun game. But another game that's going on Saturday, maybe the best team in the area, Port here on High. I'll be on the call for that. If you're listening to this Saturday morning, 1 p.m., the Big Reds take on the Shorians down in Lakeshore. You want to hear that game? Get stuck on sports.com, stream number two. Uh, and I just want to say, and, and we'll talk more about it coming up, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be wrong about one of the scores mm-hmm. uh, already. Um, so, uh, and, uh, and I bow to uh, Denny White. Yes, the wise one bestowed his wisdom on us for that game. But, uh, yeah, other things uh, we just want to plug real quick are Twitter, at uh, G underscore stuck on sports. Tonight, you know, we're both updating our games live. We're retweeting people from around the area as we see scores popping up. So if you need someone, if you need one account to follow to try to get you the most area scores, get stuck on sports is the spot to follow. You can like our Facebook. We don't update that as often, but every time a podcast goes up, you're going to get updated there. Every time we go live, we're going to update you there on Facebook. So make sure to like our Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, yeah. And we're now on Apple Podcasts, too. Oh, and one other good news besides St. Clair getting a win tonight, if you didn't pick up the earlier reference, yeah. Jake Cronenworth hit a home run uh, in did. a playoff game tonight. He did. They call him Rake Cronenworth for a reason. So, <laughs> so Rookie yeah. of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and like we can talk about this. I'm sure we'll talk about this in a later podcast uh, when we're not jam-packed with football. But if we ever do like kind of a retrospective on that 2011 St. Clair team, you had four professional athletes on that team. Oh, I know. It's it's ridiculous. We we could do a whole show just about that and and the the other athletes that have come out of St. Clair uh and have played professionally. Yeah, that but that one class, I've I mean talking to Denny White before, he goes, "My job was to not screw that up." <laughs> and that big old diamond on his ring finger says he didn't screw it up. No, he didn't screw that up at all. We'll try not to uh, screw anything up uh, as uh, we uh, get going. We'll get into all the scores from all the games that have uh, been played uh, this weekend in just a moment as we really get rolling here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I know you're listening, uh, Brady, but I'm giving you a 15-yard penalty anyways because at some point you probably deserve to flag tonight. For what? <laughs> what I do? <laughs> you went to the uh, Marine City game for one thing. I and, did. And uh, all the Mariners did was uh, kick butt again. Well, it didn't start off that way. Mariners came out really sluggish. Uh, it was a little uh, concerning. For the first really quarter and a half, it was 0-0 through midway the, through the second quarter. Uh, Marines and Hazel Park was playing not good, but at least defensively they were playing well. But then uh, Marine City just went, oh, yeah, we're Marine City, and uh, they had their way with Hazel Park. All right, let's uh, get to the highlights from this one as Marine City beats Hazel Park 55-14. to Tiger takes it. He's going to hand it off to Watson. Watson to the right side. Makes a man miss. Stiffs arms the man over the 40. To the 35 to the 30. He's got room 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Marine City. Darius Watson gets the handoff and finds room to go. 6 nothing, Marine City. 4.44 to go in the second quarter. It was a matter of time before the Mariners struck. Heslip takes it. He's looking to his left. Going to throw it deep there. Charles Tiger, he's got to step on the man. It's caught at the 50, the 45, 40. He's breaking away to 30, the 25, 20. No one's going to catch him. Touchdown, Marine City. 72 yards. He's going to be 77 yards from sophomore to senior. Tiger just beat him on a go route, and the Mariners are up 13 nothing. No one crazy deep for Hazel Park. No one... Behind the 30, 
Snapping it from the 45 is Marine City. Hess up in the backfield. Or excuse me, the shotgun. No one with him. He's rolling out to his right, looking, finding someone. Lo tries to get Rafino. He catches it. His defender fall down to the 20, but he gets tackled. He breaks the tackle. No. To the 15, going to the pylon. To the 10. A walk-off buzzer beater for the first half. Anthony Rafino from Jeff Heslop. No time left on the clock. He broke two tackles after he caught that. 20 to nothing, Marine City leads. No one split out wide for the Mariners. Heslip takes it, hands it up, off the middle. He's got room. Rensel got room up the middle. He cuts back at the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Anthony Rensel goes 25 yards on third and 20. 27-0 Mariners lead. So Cop from the middle of the field to run up. A little pooch kick to the up man at the 30-yard line is caught. That's number nine. He's going to run laterally, and he's running backwards, and that was a bad decision there. Ball comes out. Marine City recovers it. Go to the end zone. That's Wyatt Walker. He gets to the pylon. Touchdown, Marine City. A fumble recovery right off the kickoff. Flags come out. It's going to be on Hazel Park. A player threw his helmet, but Wyatt Walker on the kickoff team making it happen. Snap who's gonna be hand up off the middle. That's number 34. The carry to the five to the end zone. Brock Osterlin gets in for the Mariners. Another Mariner scoring tonight. Different man every time. Brock Osterlin takes it 11 yards, and now the Mariners are rolling 40 to nothing. This time, no one split out wide. They have three men in the backfield. Looks like tight end to either side. Taking the snap, he's going to try to hand it off. He does get to Teller. Teller's got room to run to the 50, 45. He's got one man to beat the cutback to the 30, to the 25, 20. Makes a man fall down. What a move to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Zach Tetler with a couple of ankle breakers. What a run from the sophomore. Haven't said his name all night, but he reminds us why we talk about him. What a move. Oh, those dance moves down the sideline were a thing of beauty. Zach Tetler makes it 47-0. Another Mariner scores tonight. Oh, my goodness. Caden Chapman in for the Mariners. Number 26, number 5, and number 4 all in the backfield for the Marine City hands it off going up the middle. He's got room to run. That's number 26, Zach Teller. He's got room to the 45 to the 50. 45, 40, 35, 30. Forget about it. Zach Tetler goes 70, excuse me, 80 yards. Wow. The sophomore proving why he should get the ball. Unbelievable. Now, wait a minute. I've got a copyright on that. <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. Something you should not forget, though. If you're any fan of the Blue Water area in football, and if you're not and you're listening to this podcast, I wonder how you got here, <laughs> but you need to learn the name Zachary Tetler. He's one of the four sophomores, along with Osterlin, Heslop, and Rafino for Marine City that's starting in that backfield. Zach Tetler on those two runs, especially that first one, the way I said I described it to you was like almost disrespectful. The way he made two men just fall down. Like, the moves he had, it was... And he didn't really touch the ball in the first half. It's almost like they're trying to hide him. No, don't don't key on him. Don't key on 26. <laughs> Focus on these people. But, no, that Marine City team, once they got going, it, that, it, it was just fun to watch. Absolutely. And uh, you caught up with uh, Coach afterwards, so let's hear from uh, Brady and Coach Letson. 
Coach, a 55 to 14 victory. You got off to a little bit of slow start, but once you got going, it was all systems go from there. Yeah, you know, I I, I think it's uh, like, I, like I told the team after. I'll take the hit on that. I sensed it when we got to the stadium. I sensed it in the locker room before the game. Just uh, the mindset and where we were at mentally. Um, so so that's that's obviously on on me, and, and and we'll work on that. And then we just need to work on some penalties and and cleaning some things up. I mean, if you're a championship football team and, and you want to be a championship football team, um, you you have to just go about your way of doing things, regardless of of your opponent or, or what your opponent is or isn't doing. It's 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 on you to do that and, and that's on me and we'll get that cleaned up. You had eight touchdowns scored, seven different kids scored, and actually uh an eighth uh Mason Walker's got called back. So you had potentially eight different guys score. Is that I mean, that's gotta be good knowing you have that many different weapons to go to. Yeah, we, we knew coming into the season, uh, you know, that, that we had skill kids or we have depth at the skill position and kids that can do things with the football. Uh, when given the opportunity so uh, we're really trying to do the best we can to to really move the ball around and get as many guys as we can involved Um, I I think it just makes it harder to defend it makes it harder to to set up and 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 we're trying to mix that in with our formations and um, you know we'll see how it works out going forward I believe you had five sacks tonight Uh, your defensive coordinator uh, did a great job drawing up blitzes I I think almost all of them they came untouched that that had to be nice to see from a defensive perspective yeah coach front coach front and his staff there with coach Osterlin coach Shield coach Haslop coach uh, coach Garcelli they they do a great job they they always have a good solid game plan put together Uh, they're very thorough with it they're they're very good in 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 scheming um we need to get better a little bit on third down we need to get a little bit better on uh, on getting pressure without without having to blitz um so so we don't put our our corners and our secondary in predicaments with that because better teams will try and expose you when that happens so that's something we got to get better at defensively and then offensively we have to uh you know we got to be all systems go right away we can't we can't work through something it's going to get you in the long run now, next week you have Madison on Saturday, but I think everyone in the area is looking two weeks ahead. Marysville's 3-0, and you're 3-0. and Both are going to be favored next week. How do you keep the kids focused on the game at hand and not have them looking to that big rivalry game two weeks away? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm sure Marysville's kids are the same way as our kids. They all know what's there in two weeks or what's possibly there in two weeks. Uh, but we need, to, we need to focus on us. Uh, we need to focus on ourselves getting better. Uh, and, and just keep going back to if every player finds something he or she, he can get better at at his position, uh, then the unit gets better, then the team gets better. So that, that has to be our focal point this week. And, and we'll do some stuff in the weight room with the extra day and, and a little more conditioning to make sure that uh, make sure we're right in that area coming up. Thanks, Coach. Congrats on the win. No problem. Thank you. All right, there's uh, Coach uh, Letson with uh, Brady after the uh, game uh, and another impressive Mariner victory. Let's uh, kind of keep the focus on the silver for a second. It was Thursday night, but uh, Marysville defeated Clintondale 34-18 to to uh, go to uh, 3-0 and to start chew, the uh, season. Chew, chew. <laughs> Do you hear that coming? Do you hear it, Dennis? We're we one week away. We've got another week of football to go before we can think about that. Chew, 
I'm thinking about it right. I've been thinking about it since week two. I know you have. Marysville Marine City week five. I want an undefeated matchup. <laughs> you get an undefeated rivalry game next week, assuming PH can handle its business with Lakeshore. Uh, which we assume will be. Uh, but uh, just real quick on the Marysville game, LaMarcus Lee, nine carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. DeMarco Singleton, 14 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns. I like. It was my first chance to see the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I like the one-two punch at running back. Um, I like Zach Meyer. Um, You know, you don't – when you think about elite quarterbacks, that's not the name that jumps onto your tongue, but he threw three touchdown passes uh, a week ago against Madison. He threw a dart to Woodard for a 43-yard score. He manages the game really well, and then he can throw over the top because the Vikings, they pound the ball, they pound the ball, they pound the ball, and then bang, they can throw the ball long to uh, Smayfield or to Woodard and burn you. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a very good job, and then Smayfield and Woodard are very skilled uh, receivers. And then their defense is really good. Last year is good. Maceo Miller is good, and the rest of them, they're really good. Yeah. No, they, they are very good. But, again, just to be fair, and I don't think what they've done, they've done what they should have done against these three teams. But they've played three teams that have only beat each other. Well, I mean, and that's not their fault. You, you could you say the same thing though about Marine City. They have th- played three yes. teams that have only beaten that is each true. other, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Mariners are really good. Yes. And I think I'm starting to feel that the Vikings are really good. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, I do think that Fitzgerald is the number three team in the Max Silver. That's where I think there's a little bit of difference. Uh, watching that Week One game between Marine City and Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald has athletes. They have the West uh, brothers, I believe they're twins actually, who are good and can get into space. They had, what, a 40 to nothing victory against Madison this past yeah. week? So I want to see what Marysville can do on the road at Fitzgerald. I think they're going to win that game, but I need to see, because I'm assuming that, they're gonna, that Fitzgerald has improved. They only had about seven different plays, I think I counted, that they ran in week one. So I don't want to see the Vikings looking ahead. Fitzgerald's going to be not maybe not a tough game, but if you already have all eyes focused on Marine City, that's a trap game if I've ever seen one. All right, uh, let's uh, get a look at uh, what was going on in the blue tonight or last night, however you want to look at it. Port here on Northern and uh, Lance Cruz. What I said about this game this week, Brady, was first team to 20 wins. Neither team got to 20 tonight, but the Huskies get uh, the 17-12 to 12, uh, victory, uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it after we listen to the highlights. And it's Bird and Falco in front of Olenbrook. Boink under center on second and goal. He'll roll out, looking, throwing over the middle. we got a man wide open in the end zone. It's Bird for a Husky touchdown. They're saying Steinhauer. It was 32, so my apologies. Steinhauer got the touchdown. On fourth and 10 from the 11, they'll try a 27-yard field goal. Rivard the hold. Kick is up and on the way, and it's got plenty of leg, and it's right down the middle, and the Lancers are on the board. 7-3 to three after the lengthier field goal of 27 yards. I'm going to spot it at the uh, 18, it looks like, so call this a 28-yard field goal attempt. And the kick is on the way, and it's long enough, and it's good. Lanthier from 28 kicks his second field goal of the game, but Northern still in the lead. It's 7-6 to six Huskies. 
with 8.38 to go here in the third quarter. Brook the deep back. Falco's in front of them. They've got uh, somebody new in there. They give it to Ullenbrook, looking for the hole, and he is into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Looked like he got hit in the backfield, and the guy tackling him might have actually spun him into the end zone, but Ullenbrook scores on a big touchdown for the Huskies with 23 seconds to go here in the third quarter, and Northern extends their lead to 13-6, and a very important extra point coming up here for Kasparian. It's going to be Kasparian. He's going to put the tee down at the 25. This will be a 35-yard field goal attempt. Trying to give the Huskies an 11-point lead. Good snap. Kick is on the way. Has it got enough? It just does. It's through. Kasparian from 35 yards out gives the Huskies a 17-6 lead. Stansbury trying again. Maggie gives him a push. And this time he is no signal yet. Into the end zone for a Lancers touchdown. Stansbury sneaks it in from a yard out. He needed a little help. His running back, Meggie, gave him a push in the back to get him over the goal line and through the pile. So Isaiah Stansbury gets the score, and that was a quick response there by the Lancers with 4.24 to go. Now they're going to take a timeout. They're down by five, so I'm sure they're going to go for two here to try and make it a three-point game. 15 seconds. From the 14, Stansbury working out of the shotgun, looking, looking, now scrambling, pressure coming, and he falls down, he loses his footing, back around the 33-yard line, he's down, they can't stop the clock, this game is over, a 19-yard loss, and time just dribbled out before they could do anything else about it. And Northern has held on tonight for a 17-12 victory. And the Huskies go to 2-0 to start the season. Lance Cruz with a heartbreaker tonight will fall to 1-2 on the season. Okay, so here's what I take from this game, Brady, because uh, this is one of those tell-me games. Uh, and that is this. Northern's got a really young team, and sometimes they make mistakes because they're a really young team. But what mm. impresses me about them is how they recover from those mistakes. On the next play, they make a good play. They they atone for the things that they do wrong right away. Um, and I like this football team. I think they're going to get better and better each week. Uh, Ullenbrook, 16 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and Dylan Bloink, 10 for 17, 77 yards, and a touchdown pass in the game. And they... They fumbled the ball a couple of times tonight. Ollenbrook had a fumble at the goal line before halftime, uh, and Bloink fumbled at the end of the game to give Lance Cruz their last chance. But then the defense steps up and makes a play for them. Ollenbrook steps up and gets a touchdown in the third quarter to put them ahead for good in the, in the football game. So I just – they're young. They're going to make mistakes, but they seem to be, like, savvy enough – to recover from them, and I think 2-0 is a really good start for this football team. Well, that tells me that they're a mentally strong football team, and as a coach, that's one of the hardest things to instill in a team. So I'm sure Larry Rollins has that team ready to go, and it's nice to know as a coach that like if we mess up, they don't hang their heads. 
because you mentioned it. You fumble when you kind of have the game in hand and you just need to not fumble. And then the defense comes out and shuts them down and actually makes a big play at the end of the game. That's that's something you really like to see. But those mistakes, they ain't going to you can't make those next week. No, no, that's true. They're going to come into that game as the underdog, but uh regardless of what happens in the the game with Port here and High, I like this northern team and I think they're going to get better and better each week and do some good things this year. No, and that's kind of what we thought they would be. Um, it's it's just nice to see Northern get off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, I mean, we both thought it was going to be an evenly matched game. I almost picked Lance Cruz in this game. Um, but, again, I didn't want to go down another game to you in the picks, which we'll talk <laughs> about later. And I would have, and I would have been upset with myself had I done that. Yes, you would have. Well, you um, know, a game where we both lost some ground in the yeah, picks. Yeah, and, and I'm not upset at all. And uh, the crow is kind of tasting good right now because I was kind of hungry. Congratulations to St. Clair. They went down to Cousin and got a 14 to 7 uh, victory and get their first uh, win of the uh, the season. It has been a struggle for the Saints to score points. So I'm glad to see that they got into the end zone a couple of times uh, in this uh, game. And uh, again, I know it's Cousin but you know, they played good defense tonight well, and only gave up 7 points. So you've gone from giving up over 40 to giving up 17 to giving up uh, 7 and I know the level of competition has come down too, but this is a nice win for St. Clair. Well, the thing is that East Point game is starting to look more and more like an outlier as this season goes along. East Point's lowest total offensively is 40. You know how the most amount of points East Point's given up this year? Zero. <laughs> they haven't given up a single touchdown. Yeah. So looking at that, I mean, maybe the Saints defense actually has some talent there. They just faced a loaded Shamrock team. And maybe we weren't giving the Saints enough credit. I know they lost a lot of talent. They lost a tough one to Gross Point North. But it seems like they're another team that's getting better. They had some injury issues. So maybe the Saints were doing their game next week. I'll be down there for that game on Friday night at East China Stadium. First time St. Clair's on GetStuckOnSports.com. So I don't know. Maybe the Saints are turning a corner here, and I, I was very happy to see that result. Yeah, that's a, that's a good win for them. And uh, so I'm sure that the, they were feeling pretty good about themselves uh, afterwards because the first two weeks – not scoring a point. That's tough. No. And that, you, you know that's a fun bus ride home. Yeah. Because that's, that's not a short trip to Warren Cousineau. And, and you know what? The, those, those kids also know how good it has been at St. Clair mm-hmm. for the last few years and that people are used to Saints teams that, uh, you know, score 14 points sometimes in less than a minute. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's pressure on the program, pressure on the kids, knowing that you don't want to be that class. They go, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? But, no, congratulations to those kids. Congratulations to Coach Bishop. Um, a, a hard-earned first win. And now let's, let's see what they're doing the rest of the year. So. All right, Port Huron High's got another Saturday game. They're taking on St. Clair Shores Lakeshore at St. Clair Shores Lakeshore, and that's a game that uh, Brady will have on uh, mm-hmm. Stream uh, 2, a 1 o'clock uh, kickoff. So I imagine, oh, about 10, 15 minutes before, you can tune in, and mm-hmm. uh, Brady will uh, have uh, all sorts of uh, juicy information on that game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I thought um, kind of like Marine City did tonight on Saturday, Port Huron High came out a little sluggish. It was a warm day. 
last Saturday. So, and, and one thing I think we kind of forget, and I don't know if this has any issue at all, Port Huron plays and practices on grass. They, I mean, it's a little different going from turf to grass because not a lot of teams in the state don't have turf anymore. Or don't have – yeah, have turf, don't yeah. have grass. Well, a lot of them have gone to turf just to – it's easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. It holds up better in the weather. Well, and you say that, though, but Mo- Memorial Stadium always looks beautiful. It does. Like, I've never – I don't think I can remember a port here on high game where I go, oh, this is sloppy. This is going to be like backyard football when you're in elementary school and getting in the mud. Like it oh, – and especially for the Crosstown Showdown, they always have it looking beautiful. And that will be uh, next week, and we'll talk more about that, too, coming up later on. We'll also run down all the uh, BWAC and uh, scores from the thumb and the uh, eight-man scores in just a moment as our podcast continues. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast, and this is Get Stuck on Sports. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Two five zero seventy five twenty. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long- and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor if you're not listening to get stuck on sports.com that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports and you're back with uh, dennis and uh, brady let's get to the uh, bwac games uh, richmond uh, had no problems recovering from an 0-2 start uh, and yale continues to struggle 41 to 3 the blue devils put it on the bulldogs to get their first win of the season well yeah it was an emotionally charged game um coach coacher over there you know if you haven't heard has been battling cancer it kind of came back so 
Um, I, I know he was. I don't know if he was at the game. I know he's going to try to be, but um, yeah, uh, I don't think St. Clair or St. Clair um, Richmond was going to lose to anyone tonight. Uh, so hopefully, thoughts and prayers are with Coach Kocher over there, and hopefully he can uh, beat it again. All right, uh, Imlay City gets a 15-14 win uh, over Armada. I don't want to say I told you so, but uh, Brady, I told you so. I want to know how that game ended because you don't get a lot, of, a lot of fifteen, fourteen games. Did did Emily City go for two in that? Because we we got the score, we didn't get a uh, a exact how it happened. But no, I mean we we both thought it was going to be a close game. I thought Armada would pull it out at the end. You thought Emily City uh, correctly would get the win. So now I am zero for three picking Emily City games. <laughs> No, I'm not bitter about it. No, not at all. Oh, and three. Not at all. I have seven losses on the year. Actually, I think eight. Eight now, yeah. Ha- almost half of them are the dang Emily City Spartans. You have eight losses. Three of them because of Emily City. I only have four, and I got Emily City's game right tonight. Shut up. <laughs> You're not competitive at all. <laughs> I'm bitter. Now, Armada's on. The only thing, okay, the only reason why I'm going to forgive Armada is because they have that Blake's tasting room there, and it's absolutely amazing. So that's that's the one redeeming factor for Armada is that I like food in your town. <laughs> I like food in Emily City, too. Lucky Steakhouse is really good, too. Uh, now he's turned it into that. Because I don't want to talk about the football where I was wrong. Croslex and North Branch uh, play a, a Saturday night uh, game, and um, this is uh, maybe the uh, the biggest game of the weekend uh, for anybody in terms of what it means to their league because uh, with uh, Armada losing tonight, Croslex and uh, North Branch are the two undefeateds, so there'll be only one undefeated after Saturday night's tilt. Yeah, and – I believe we both picked Croslex in that game. Denny picked uh, North Branch. It's it's in North Branch tomorrow night. I still think it's going to be a slugfest. I think you're going to find out, excuse me, just how good both these teams are. Um, I think Croslex is legit. I don't think they've been this good in a while. Maybe I'll be dumb for believing in the hype, but uh, yeah, the Pioneers might have something special brewing up there. Well, we'll see. I'm very interested to see the the score of this game, uh, how close it is, or how lopsided right. it uh, might end up being. And it will tell us, I think, I hope, everything that we need to know about these two football teams. Right. And then the other question mark is Almont, because we're not 100% sure on this, but we think Almont was missing a substantial amount of starters against North Branch last week before they shut down the whole thing because of corona. Yeah. Well, it would explain to me, I mean, either North Branch is like super good defensively, or that would explain to me why Elmont suffered their first shutout in like five years. Right. Not saying North Branch wouldn't have won that game, but I don't no. think they win yeah, by just, 36 points. Yeah, the, the, the way 28, 28 to nothing, just it just shocked me when I saw that score. And then, of course, a few days later, I found out that uh, they had the corona thing going through uh, Elmont and that uh, they might have been missing – uh, up to six starters. Yeah, and their head coach potential. Yeah. 
All right, uh, kind of a crossover as uh, we uh, leave the BWAC and head into the GTC East. Marlette beat Elginac 42-21, to uh, 21. Uh, and so Marlette is now 3-0. and uh, oh. And is it time to start taking the Raiders seriously, or do we still have to wait on this? Do they have a win over anyone that also has a win? Well, I mean, I'm not sure what Alcona's record is, but uh, – Brown City lost again. Brown City that. lost again. I know they're struggling. Algonac has been struggling. But, <sighs> I mean, Marlette just continues to, to run the football. And, and you know, if you've got a good running attack in, in high school football, then you're going to put up the numbers that they're putting up, and you're going to beat teams the way they've been beating teams. This oh, It's just I was in on our maiden. It's not fair to Marlette, but that might be making me a little gun-shy. With that, um, I'm trying to see what Alcona's done. I don't know if their score's in from tonight. Um, they lost both their games. Um, I don't know how good Caro is. That's who Marlette plays next week. But then Harbor Beach is who they go up against uh, week five. Um, Caro right now, they're 0-2. Before tonight, they had, they had scored seven points. So they're probably going to improve to 4-0 and going to play Harbor Beach. But... Harbor Beach just kind of got it handed to them a little bit. Well, they were playing a really good team in Cass City, though. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that Harbor Beach, because uh, I think they had to go over to Cass City, too. That's a, mm-hmm. just a tough place to play. And I think Cass City's pretty strong. No, Cass City, I mean, they won 10 games a year ago, um, won a playoff game before they lost to Ubley. And I think they beat Harbor Beach in the playoffs last year or the year before. Uh, they have, I'm looking this up real quick, Cass City, you said? Or, yeah, Cass City beat Harbor Beach, I think. Um, I think they're the team that knocked Harbor Beach out of the playoffs. It's been a while. They knocked off uh, Sandusky. Okay, maybe that's year. what I was thinking of. I knew it was somebody that they crossed over with. Yeah. In oh, the I, I guess I didn't realize Cass City was a semifinal team a year ago. Yeah, that, they've got a really strong program right now, so that explains they, why they handled Harbor Beach. That was the – what was that, 38 to nothing? Yeah. That doesn't happen to Harbor. No, that doesn't happen to Harbor uh, Beach. Harbor Beach hadn't been shut out in the regular season in five years. The uh, big game in the GTC East was Sandusky knocking off Ubley thirty-eight to twenty, and to me, this makes the Redskins the the champs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're doing it because other te- like Sandusky and Marlette are in the same league. Yeah, Marlette plays two GTC East games. Sandusky plays. Four. So, what if they're both undefeated? Well, Sandusky. If Sandusky goes undefeated, they'll have more wins than Marlette. Right. Marlette would be two and zero, oh, and Sandusky would be like four and zero. Oh. Sandusky. But like, would be I don't the get chance. how like the MAC can move it around and make it so you're playing because there's only six teams in the. Well, there's seven if you count K-Pac, but they dropped. But even then, with seven teams, can't you just rearrange and go? Okay, here's your schedule. Like the MAC did. I thought. I think it's very simple, and they just couldn't figure it out i guess so or they just didn't want to i don't know yeah because i think what they did is what we thought every team was going to do just goes all right just chop the first three weeks off we're just playing the rest so yeah no and i think with k-pack uh dropping out that probably just they just said let's just play the games that we can play against whoever we can get to play them so that we can get Six games in for uh, everybody, and as it turned out, that didn't happen anyways because with all the shuffling around, Memphis ended up not having anybody to play this week and just taking a week off. Yeah. 
So it's been crazy. But, uh, yeah, if Sandusky runs the table, which I now think they I mean, should. I mean, they play Brown City and Memphis are their last two GTC teams. Yeah, they're, they're going to win those games and go 4-0. and And so, to me, 4-0 is the champ over a team that goes 2-0 and in league play. Not going to get an argument here. I mean, we could get into the argument about maybe we'll do it Tuesday about uh, does this count for breaking playoff droughts <laughs> or what that is because we disagree you're there. Bitter about everything. I'm you're not just bitter, bitter about everything. You're just bitter. No, I'm a realist. Cardinal Mooney isn't going to uh, play uh, this uh, week, so the Cardinals, fresh off a uh, uh, win last week, won't get Clarkston Everest because it turned out somebody from Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, tested positive for COVID. Yeah, um, I don't know the rest of the situation. I actually found that out tonight, um, so. Just hope everyone's fine, staying safe. But I'm not going to dive into anything with that. I'm just going to let you know that's what's going on. And as far as I know, they're taking two weeks off. Yeah. So we might not have a Mooney game next week. So, And that's that's a shame, but that's, I guess, the way they got to do things. All right, uh, let's get into the eight-man football. Deckerville just being Deckerville uh, rolled uh, Kingston 36 to uh, nothing. It's been a rough three weeks for Kingston, and it's got to be tough for them because uh, they're used to being good. Like if you've been around Kingston football for the last four or five years, you're used to winning games, well, except against Deckerville, but you're you're used to this being your first loss of the season, and you probably would have scored, but uh, now it's just – they can't do anything right there, and of course, Deckerville doesn't do anything wrong. No, but Deckerville's got a real tough opponent coming in next week. Mayville uh, comes to town. They've been putting up, they put up their worst offensive performance this week, and they scored fifty-eight points. Yeah, May- Mayville's been pouring it on, but again, Mayville has been beating the smaller teams so far to to start. They haven't played the big boys yet. They're going to play Deckerville, and they haven't played Morris yet. And and those are the two. Those are your two big tests. Well, Mayville actually gets to avoid Morris this year. Yeah. Well, so. then then this is the big game mm-hmm. for them. If they get by Deckerville, they're one of the big boys. And if they don't get by Deckerville, uh, they're just a bridesmaid again. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe we'll have our first eight man game on the pick'em next week. That I, I because I wouldn't roll that out because Northern and High play each other, so we lose a game there. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, big upset, as far as I'm concerned, just based on what has happened so far this year, and that is Peck going to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart and winning 28-22. to That's a huge win for Peck. That now gives them the opportunity, I think, because I was looking at their schedule earlier, and I thought, well, if they lose to Sacred Heart, they can still go 3-3. Three and three. But now that they've won this game, they could go 4-2 and two or maybe 5-1 and one because maybe they're – better than I thought they were, too. Uh, and that that's – I mean, you you stopped a team dead in their tracks that had scored 100 and – what is it, 33 points in their first two games without getting scored 134. on? 134. Yeah, They beat I mean, CPS 54-0, then beat Caseville 80 to nothing, and then you just beat them, held them to 22 points. At their place. Yeah. That's a long road trip. Yes, it is. And that's a big win for the uh, Pirates. Uh, Ashley beat Carsonville Port Sandlack uh, fifty to eight was the final score in that one. Oh, and we uh, we missed. Uh, oh no, New Haven Merritt. Yeah, they lost uh, their game to Mayville fifty eight to six. So Mayville continues to to pour it on as we said, but we missed a couple of uh, eleven man games from the yeah Mac. the Mac scores. Yeah, Anchor Bay uh, got a win. 
25 to 12, if you can't read that. I can't read that. You can't you're, read you're my writing got scratch. smaller and smaller and smaller as it went down the board. You're just getting old. I can't even see who they played. Lakeview. Okay. That, that's Lakeview, huh? That, that, that is Lakeview on the board. So. <laughs> and South Lake beat uh, New Haven, and I can't read 54 your, to 12. Okay, 54 to 12. But really, that's what that says? Yes, that's what that says. You need a magnifying says. glass. You, you're just old and need better vision. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. just Seven and one, baby, with two games still to go. Shut up. <laughs> I mean. Uh, what, are you, what are you, four? Yeah, you're four games behind me now? Yeah. And I we both agree on the last two, don't we? Uh, yes, we do. At least I can beat Denny White. Maybe. If the Pioneers pull it off. If I finish third again. I'm going to – well, technically I tied for second in week one, so. <laughs> not Technically I, I was in first week one, week two, and week three. Denny can catch you if uh, – isn't he only one game behind you? He's this? one game behind me, but uh, he, the, the, the guests are still behind me in the standings. Well, we'll talk more about the picks after this break and uh, wrap up this podcast because I don't want to get made fun of much longer. <laughs> All right. We'll be, uh, we'll be back for the final segment in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And we're throwing the flag on Brady, unsportsmanlike conduct, conduct unbecoming a co host. <laughs> you're lucky there's not a camera up in here. Yeah. You're right. 
You think your mother would be proud of you right now? Yes, I do. I don't. Anyways. Where do you think I get my competitiveness from? <laughs> your grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess where my mom got her competitiveness from. My well, grandfather. Guess where I got my competitiveness from. I'm 24 and 4. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a win with PH to go to 25 so, and 4. So at worst, you'll be 25 and 5. And if Croslex wins, I'll be 26 and 4 through 30 games. I want you to think about that. That's re- that's actually really impressive. But Denny can at least tie our guest, uh, Denny White, picker this week. If North Branch wins, he ties you at 8 and 2, correct? Yes. But if uh, Croslex wins, then you go 9 and 1, and me and him go 7 and 3. Uh, if I'm correct, where you at? You're you're both six and two right now. Okay, so I'd be eight and two. Yeah, you yeah you you can still have a very good week. Um, Denny was off with Ubley and with Armada, mm-hmm. and you were off with uh, Armada and Cousino, and I've only been off with Cousino so far. Um, I I went off the reservation for that one game, and Emily City came through for me. That was I that's just, where I I'm very up on I. You. They're on my bitter list. <laughs> like, like, realistically, how do you go 0-3 picking one team through three weeks? And not like some random team. It's not like I went 0-3. Well, pick. if you would have picked the opposite way each time, you'd be 3-0. and What, am I just going to George Costanza just do the opposite of what I think I should do with them? <laughs> I don't know. Who are they? I was surprised in week one when you took them against Croslex. Well, I didn't know Croslex was going to be this good. I thought Emily City was an improved program. All right, who do they have next week? Emily City, they're going to Yale. If I pick Emily City to win that game and Yale upsets them, I will never step foot in that city again. I, th- I think you'll be safe if you take Emily City next week. I just, I just had a feeling, hey, you know, who knows? We, we were, uh, I was wrong about St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both thought that it was a possibility. Yeah, I mean, that, like that yeah. wasn't like we weren't like, yeah, Cousino, easy, chalk it up. No, 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 that that was never the the case. Um, actually, I went into this week, and, and I'm being very sincere about this because if if PH and Croslex wins, I'll go nine and one this week. And and when we were doing the pickums, uh, like before we sat down to do them, and, and you actually think about them, I'm looking at it going. Man, if I can go six and four this week, I've had a good week because there's some tough games to pick here. Like the Northern Lance Cruz game could have gone either way, mm-hmm. uh, and Northern wins by five points. St. Clair Cousinal could have gone either way. St. Clair wins by a touchdown. Uh, Emily City Armada to me was a pick 'em yeah. game, and Emily City wins by one single point. Sandusky Ubley was yeah. Sandusky Ubley was a tough game to to pick. There there weren't. Too many slam dunks. Marine City was a slam dunk to me. Marysville was a slam dunk game to me. Uh, I think Richmond winning this week, despite the fact that they were 0-2, that was kind of a, a an easy one for me to pick at least. Uh, I felt comfortable with it. Um, and then and PH was one that I'm comfortable with uh, yeah, if that we're, they're going to win at Lakeshore. If we're sitting here Tuesday talking about Lakeshore upsetting Port here on high, go, what the heck went wrong? That, that'll be one of the biggest upsets in the state all year if that happened, and I don't think it's going to happen. No, so. I expect, again, I'll be on the call for that. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it before 1 p.m. on Saturday, uh, October 3rd, you can listen to me call the Port here on high Lakeshore game. And if you're listening to it at like 2, turn us off, pause, and now go listen to our us on GetStuckOnSports.com. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, and just again as a reminder, we are on Apple Podcasts. Go uh, give us a nice five star rating and tell everyone how much you don't like Dennis, but you like me. <laughs> um, uh, next week, That's I will be too. at East China Stadium, St. Clair, bringing in Warnwoods Tower. A fresh off a win, the Saints are. And you have the Crosstown Showdown Northern versus High from Memorial Stadium. That's going to be another really fun game. Yeah, the 55th Crosstown Showdown. Uh, the Huskies and the uh, Big Reds next Friday night, Stream 1. Uh, hope you can join us uh, for that one. We have three straight rivalry games. Next week's the Crosstown Showdown. Week five's Marine City Marysville. Four and Express, baby. Four and versus four and If if either of those teams lose next week, they're gonna be added to my Emily City bitter list. And week six, we have St. Clair Marysville. So there you go. Three straight weeks with the three real good showdowns. Uh COVID took away the Marine City St. Clair game this year. We also had a, a Northern St. Clair game. No, we had a Northern Marysville game. Northern Marysville, that's what I thought we had both. No. I no, that that was that weird scheduling where St. Clair had like three games on the same. I thought date Northern was supposed to play St. Clair in the original schedule. I'll have to double that, check. That, that ended up being not the case. Yeah. Well. Anyway, they're not playing now. But yeah. I still want a local league, but <laughs> we'll also <laughs> something you'll, you'll, we'll also have to talk about maybe by the end of the season. I'm not a huge fan of this new playoff format. It works in theory. But in practice, it is does not work, especially for St. Clair County teams. I think that they just felt like they had to do something different this year. You know why? No, 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 not for this year, like in general. The six-win rule going away, you know why? Because the big schools, the, the, the Catholic and That's league, why they did it. Those schools were whining and, and crying, yeah. and they have all the, the, the poll and authority. Yeah, but – you did it for what, like four conferences? What, like the OAA, the MAC Red, the the Catholic League? Like those are the schools you did it for. Like, sorry, Ike, you went four and five. You get don't get to make the playoffs this year, and it's gonna hurt teams like Marysville. It's gonna hurt teams like Saint Clair, and we're gonna lose local rivalry games because of it. And it doesn't make me happy. No, I'm sure it doesn't. And actually, Eisenhower at four and five is a better chance of making the playoffs than say if St. Clair went seven and two in the gold. Yes, like theoretically for Marysville. And again, we're getting too much into this. I'll wrap this up after this. But if Marysville went and played like Chippewa Valley, and Chip Valley went nine and zero, and Marysville lost a hundred to nothing, it would do more for them than if they beat like a six and three Marine City team. That is true, and that's wrong. That is true. So I don't we'll, disagree with you on this one. We'll talk about it more in a future podcast, but I do not like the new playoff format, especially in the MAC where you don't get like Madison's a D seven team that kills any, and teams like Marine City are going to have a really hard time finding non conference games now because no one wants to play a D five team. All right, uh, the next podcast is coming up on Tuesday. We'll have our new top tens, and uh, until then, you have yourselves a great weekend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.